welcome back to The Why. I'm your host, Dylan Mullins, hanging out here with my good friend, uh, J.P. Wilson of Patriot Construction Group. Better yet, awesome father, husband, and business owner. Um, just wanted to talk to J.P. today and figure out, you know, what's going on inside his brain and, and figure out what his why is. So we just actually did some exercise with the retreat, man, so that's been a lot of fun. Yeah, it's been a lot of fun. Uh, and our why is super important. Uh because a lot of times if we do business, uh, there's there's guys that do business that they don't know why they're doing it. You know, I mean, I know we keep on saying why, 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 but like there's a lot of guys that do business and they don't know why they're doing it. They don't know, they don't have a purpose. They don't have a, uh, a common mission. They don't have something that they, they go after and uh, they just kind of fall flat most of the time because they don't have that, um, that mission. Um, our mission, the reason we do business, um, and everybody always says like, oh, do you love roofing? And it's not that I don't love roofing, but like roofing is not my why. Uh, we support a, a local missionary group. My wife and I are huge in the ministry. Um, we believe God called us into this business to be a, uh, to be a light in the business. Um, I mean, we've had the opportunity to pray. For, I mean, I, I gave a roof away to a guy and I, I told him, I was like, the only stipulation is that this guy will allow you to witness to him and pray for him in his, in his living room. And the guy, uh, the guy prayed for him. And, uh, one of our, our sales guys prayed for him in the living room. We gave the guy a roof for it. And uh, I mean, we don't give everybody roof for praying for him. But I just <laughs> yeah, feel like God is not, not a good business yeah. model. I just feel like God laid it on my heart to, to do that. And uh, you know, we, we, we try to follow God in our business. We feel like God has ordained our business um, for a bigger purpose. Um, we, and you know, a lot of our story. We uh, yeah, but the people don't. So yeah, if you want so. to share anything, um, you know. Uh, just to facilitate the conversation. I mean, you know, the crazy part is, and you just shared it with our team, is, is that you went from three years or, you know, four years ago, you were working in a firehouse, yeah. really to the man, if you will, you know, that we all joke about. And and, and now you, you live a great life. You've exited one, one multi-million dollar business. You've got several others that you um, are involved in. You know, it's uh, maybe talk about why you got out of the fire service or, or what, drove you away from that and towards business? Yeah, we, um, I, I, we did, there was a lot of sacrifice getting at the fire service. Uh, we, we had to, like, you know, I had to pay for my own school. I had to go through a bunch of testing and stuff like that. I, I would go to an interview and there were 250 people for one, one spot and everybody was just as qualified. And, uh, I finally got that job and I thought that was it. I was like, man, this is it. Like we, uh, we've made it. Like we have this, this, job and we made it and then uh four months after i got the job i got laid off which is crazy i had a four-month-old daughter my daughter was born four days before i got the job and um i got laid off and and just things really kind of like didn't like they, they didn't really spiral from there but that's where they started changing you know i was like i just realized that like even in this fire job and a service job like that i wasn't there was nobody there to care for me and um and then we, we, you know, I got hired back uh, a year later. I came back and I was there for 13 years. And my wife was there for a little over 15 years. So I guess I was there for 12 years and she was there for, for a little over 15 years. And um, I looked at my, my leadership, man, and I was just like, dude, I can do such a, I can do a way better job than this. Why am I sitting here like, like just like, going through the motions every day like like i'm happy and, and uh 
I, I used my time when I wasn't on calls to uh, research how to do business, research like uh, tax strategies, research, I mean, everything that I possibly could to just dig in. I went to my wife and I was like, hey, I was like, it's, it's time, I'm quitting. And she, we were right in the middle of building a house. Yeah, um, yeah. You know, we I had like, part of the story. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had this like really nice cushy life. You know, we were, we were both, we were making over $150,000 in combined income. And, um, and it wasn't the money that I wasn't satisfied with. It was the, uh, it was the leadership. Yeah. It was the fact that like, like that this guy shouldn't be leading. Like the, the people that were there shouldn't be in the positions they were in and they, they were and it, it bugged me um do you think that if that leadership had had been better that your life may have been on a different path yeah do you think you would have stayed yeah and um i mean my wife and i talked about we, we talked about it a bunch like I, I think i would have tested to be a, a lieutenant but um and and to be part of that leadership team but i just didn't see the value in it yeah the leadership above you wasn't worth chasing because there was no yeah. one to look up to, right? You know, you know and I, I had a couple of good leads. There was, I'm not saying everybody there like was suck, but the people that I, I was under was a very good leadership, yeah, man. And it's it, it's one thing that we talk about, it's crucial and pivotal in business. And ironically, to your story, man, like you know, we were just talking downstairs. My I have a teaching degree, which I, I openly share with a lot of people because I tell people we, we educate. Yeah, man, I mean, you always learn something, right? So I tell people we educate um, homeowners, and that's you know why we do what we do and all that good stuff. But um, it's funny because like that teaching degree has nothing to do with where I'm at now. Right. And I tell people like I was listening to freaking podcasts before podcasts were podcasts. They were YouTube videos. Like I saw what they were calling them, or maybe they were, and I just wasn't paying any attention. But they were YouTube videos. I was delivering pizzas, and I was like listening to to real estate seminars and business, and, you know. And then when I got really back into the roofing side of it, man, it's crazy because I was like just I just learned from just listening. Like I would just turn it on and listen and just figure it out. So. Our story and paths cross a little bit that way, yeah. you know. Um, just the school of hard knocks is, is what, what 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 got us to where we were yeah. in business, man. Well, you know, the, the crazy thing about listening is that, like in the Bible, like everything you, you hear, like God spoke us into existence. God spoke us into like into this. God spoke and told the winds where to, where to blow and in, in the, in the ocean where to stop. And then when Jesus came, Jesus spoke. Yeah. To the tree, the fig tree, and cursed it. I mean, he spoke to the earth, and the earth listened to him. I mean, there's that much power in words. Yeah, yeah. Well, well we were literally like that's been kind of you know we, we focus on a few things. It's, it's funny when we do these retreats, man. Like I always talk about, like there's a common theme that you never know until you get there, right? Like you know, I, I, I've ran retreats, and then we start talking about addiction, and literally like almost everyone in the room has a story, right, right. about that. Here, it's been a big about let's like let's change and shift our mindset. Let's get away from something. Um, and, and then the manifestation piece, like we continually talk about like how you speak your words is what matters. And, and, you know, listening, the listening component, yes, you have to listen because that's the only way we're going to learn. That's the only way we're going to learn from God where we need to go in life. That's the only way we're going to learn, um, about any of this crap, man. Like I am not smart enough to figure this out on my own. 
uh, by any means, man. And I think a lot of us can relate yeah. to that that are successful, really. Yeah. Um, you know, like I told the team downstairs, I am too stupid to figure out most of this stuff. Like, now I just have people that are smarter than me to figure it out. But you got a degree, so you're, like, so much better than everybody else. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I tell you what, man. Yeah. Um, it's, it's yeah. yeah. Society's trick. Oh, man. It's another show. <laughs> yeah. Twilight Zone. <laughs> like, uh no, that's good, man. Um, so, like, I know one thing that, like, so we hit it on the beginning, right? Like, your why, your your, your company's common mission or common goal right now is, is with the kids in Liberia, right? Yep. So, that being said, I've heard you talk about it, so I'm going to press on you a little bit because I know it's there. Um, when you're thinking about that with, with, with those kids, when you're when you're processing that piece of it, why why are you driven to that? Like, why is that your, your, the reason, you know, um, Ed Milet talks about the reason he gets up every morning and works out is because it's his daughter's wedding. Yeah. The reason that Patriot is, and what I'm hearing is the reason why Patriot does what they do. It's not only because of that, but one of the biggest reasons and the biggest why is because these kids in Liberia need us. Yeah. So how, how it really just really affected me was that I know, uh, we're, so we built a house. We built a room especially for just set aside so that um, missionaries can have a place to stay when they come back. We felt that they need to rest. Um, and so we built a, a room in our house for traveling missionaries. You know, and it's an extra room in our basement and there's a living room down there and it's just, it's set up so that if somebody wants to stay, they can stay. Um, and we had a couple that stayed with us and that, you know, Jessica and Drew Welch from Liberia, they stayed with us, and, and man, we spent two days just pouring in. They, they just were talking about the kids, and they were talking about their mission, and they were talking about like the, the need and everything, and um, and it just wasn't like given to UNICEF or given to like Goodwill or given yeah. to somebody else. Like these people are the hands and feet of God. Like these people were, they're doing it over there. Like they're they're like they're directly like if, if I send them a dollar that dollar goes directly to a child. There's no administrative fees. There's no anything. So I felt like, you know, God had just laid on our heart that like, that we wanted to direct, directly help these people. And they, and they just didn't have much funding. There, you know, there was so much they needed, but they were doing with so little. And God had blessed us with this, this business. And even when we didn't have money, like I, I had talked about, like we wiped out our business checking account to, to send money because we felt it was what God told us to do. And uh, it probably wasn't the best business decision. By any means. No. Yeah, I, mean, like, I don't know if you'll hear any of that. Like, um, <laughs> yeah, from, There's nobody up on the stage at any of the conferences <laughs> talking about, hey, you know what, just just take all the money in your account today yeah. and just, just donate it. But no, I mean, when you're called to do something, I yeah. mean, when you believe enough in the mission, yeah, you know, that that's what, you know, a lot of these guys talk about. It. Nobody's about it, right? Nobody, right? nobody wants to be about it. And that's the one thing that you can vouch for, man. You've been about it. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And, you know, and, and I, I wanted to see what hunger felt like. So, I mean, I went a week without eating um, and just spent some time in prayer. Like, it started off as a fast, but then it started as, off as, like, a, it ended as a mission to see, like, what these kids were going through um, and, like, why it's important that we that we do this business so that they have the, the just the, the, they can eat in the morning. Yeah. You know, like they, like, you know, the missionaries were like, man, you know, the guys helped us with the school and, and like they have all this stuff now and, and it's great, but they can't pay attention because they, they're so hungry. And then they were like, 
But if, if we feed them the worms and parasites they get from the water, and they all have them, they can't keep anything down. So, I mean, it was simple. Sherry and I were like, what do you need, like, mon- yeah. like monetary-wise, what do you need money-wise for us to help you? And um, they set a number, and we feel like doubling it. So that's what we said. And, like, now their food program is fully funded. Like, these kids, they sent us a video the other day, and then I'll send you the video. Yeah, we'll drop um, the link in the comments. Yeah, these kids are just, like, enjoying the meal before they get started on their day. And it's just so they can pay attention and so they can they can absorb everything, you know, and then they get medication for it. And they're, it's just, it's, it's an amazing feeling to watch, like, when our guys go out and they sell roofs and, and we put roofs on, it's amazing to see, like, what those guys are providing. Because I'm just facilitating it. I'm just, I, I, those guys are doing it. Our guys are, are the guys that are, that are out there doing it. And, and they know and they tell the homeowners, but... They're the ones bringing the dollars in. I'm just making sure it goes to the right spot. So the, the guys are just, you know, they're they're the ones that are feeding these kids and the, yeah. and the customers. Um, it, it's amazing. It's amazing to watch. What would you, so like I, one thing that I, I, I've always respected with you is you know what your purpose is. You you have known company mission. Like before Revolt, right. uh, JP, JP and his wife Sherry knew what their company mission was. And, and you know, before I met you, that's you knew so somebody that's you know what what advice would you give somebody that's maybe not found that purpose in life that they feel like man i'm just going through the motions uh i'm at the fire service with jp five years ago what would you say to that guy like how would you let him know that that you know or how do you have any advice to find that path towards that purpose i mean god obviously put the welch family in front of you guys and, and you've obviously been able to bless them abundantly with with your hard works and fruits, but um, and what about the guy that, that maybe just feels lost and doesn't have a purpose? Yeah, the uh, I, I said this a bunch. Um, our dreams and our goals are right on the other side of fear. And if we continue to allow fear to, to, to keep that wall up, man, we'll never reach them. I mean, like right now, like, you know, I can't get mad about anything that's happened in my life. I can't, if, if I'm stressed out, you know, if I'm tired, if I'm if I'm whatever, this is what I prayed for five years ago. Like sitting here on this couch talking to you what I paid yeah. for five I prayed for five years ago. And now I'm living in it. You know, so the only thing that, that would hold me back from doing anything else is fear. Fear is a big factor in in you know, and we we like, you know, we have an amazing church, an amazing pastor. He preached a sermon um on yet. Like okay. I'm not there yet. Yep. And he said, dreamers use the word yet. So they don't use the word, you know, I'm going to get there. I'm just not there yet. I haven't done that yet. You know, that's how I feel, man. Like, I haven't, like, we haven't even helped the Welches out yet. Like, of, like what we really want to do. We, we haven't, we haven't done, we haven't even scratched the, the surface yet of yeah. what we can do. Well, that's funny because, that's funny that you say that because, like, what came to my mind is, like, um, one of your buddy we both know I won't name drop because it's yeah. like it's not my business but you know when I asked him like dude how's it feel to be a millionaire you know now that you got it in your hands like he got cashed out yeah and uh, he goes dude I've always been a millionaire the money just in the bank I'm like bro kiss my you know like yeah. get out of here man like but when you have that mindset um, yeah. that's when you can you can truly fulfill your purpose because um, you know Steve Harvey says it all the time I've been doing these like Every morning when I get in the shower, like I'll, I'll throw up and I'll oh, I'll listen to like twenty minutes of Steve Harvey talking, dude. Yeah. And like, honestly, man, it's so good. But yeah. he says, uh, 
the, the only time you can get true fulfillment is when you exploit your gifts that God gave the, your true gift that God gave you. Yeah. And his, he says his gift was comedy. I truly believe that my gift is, is facilitating things like this and helping people out and, um, you know, helping people realize their fullest potential. Yeah. It has nothing to do with, with me. And it's ironic because a lot of times I think that's the case. I mean, do you feel, what, what would you identify? Because I think you're a, a super self-aware guy. What would you identify as your, your gift that God, that God's given you that, you need to exploit. Yeah, man. My, my gift is building people. And I tell everybody in my company that I, I build people. I, I don't build houses. I don't build roofs. I don't build whatever. Like, I build people. Like, man, like, when when I have a person that comes into our company, like, my favorite, like you were saying, your favorite thing is, you know, um, is, is this. And my favorite thing is when we have a new person, like, man, like, we have, we have a younger guy in our company. The other day he told me, um, He's like, man, he's like, JP, he's like, you don't even realize how you've changed my life in the past two weeks. Especially. I'm like, bro, like that that's worth any amount, any check, anything, man. Like that's why I like doing business. Yeah. Because I, I, I didn't get that when I with my leadership. You know? And like if you're a leader, your people deserve to get that. Your people to get to, deserve to, to get the feeling that you've changed their life. And I think that right there is exactly why our business culture is so messed up in this country, right? Yeah. Because um, there's so many of, and I don't want to call it the old guard because there's a lot of new guys who are just as trash, man. Yeah. Like, I, you know, I hate that when people are like, well, we're, my generation is like, bro, every generation has been like that. Like, just chill. Yeah. But when we decide to keep the generational cycles happening, we talk about them within our families all the time, right? The gener- mm-hmm. generational BS is what one guy has called it, and I've always kind of stuck with me. But when we do that within a work environment and as a leader, um, you have to remember that you want to be the leader that you deserved, not that you had. Yeah, that's good. You know, and, and I think as, as we've all had crappy leaders, unfortunately. Right. And honestly, it's probably why a lot of us have started businesses because you go, that, that dummy can do it. I can too, right? Yeah. Um, and, and a lot of us have a story similar to that, man. So as we as we kind of wrap this thing up is there is there anything that God's put on your put on your heart that you just feel like you know people need to hear or, or maybe that, that this you feel like this message might reach and I'll just open up the floor to you yeah um there so a lot of people think that they have to wait till they get a million dollars to help it costs 360 dollars to, to sponsor a kid and let me tell you why that's so important so in Liberia these kids aren't going to they're not going to first grade until they're eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, 13 years old, and they, they, get, they finally get to go to first grade. And they have to go to this learning, legacy learning school that the Welchers are doing, and then they, get, they, have to go, they have to get kind of, um, they have to learn how to read and then go to school. So they're just learning, like in this legacy school, they're, they're just teaching them like the basics so that they can go to school. And it um, costs $360 to, to sponsor a kid. Um, the, the, Welch's wanted to sponsor 50 this year. We've sponsored 155. And we do that, and it's so special to me, because if the family can't sponsor a kid, if the kid doesn't get sponsored, um, the, the young boy goes first, and the older boy, and then the young girl. But if there's no money for the girls, the girls get sold. Yeah. So they get sold to be a servant to the poorest family member. The ones that's doing the worst. And I just vow that there will be nobody in this village that is sold. You know? So my mission is to 
completely fund every single kid in 14 villages to, to go to school. Well, and um, I made you a promise, and I want to put it on this podcast. I need to get my five in that I pledged, yeah. and and I'm sure that through this, you know, hopefully this we can pledge. and get a few more so we'll drop that link i know jp's got it see you on the next episode of the wax